This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Wow. Well, I wanted to say it's wonderful being here in the house of the Lord and being especially in this family, the CFC family. I want to thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev once again for the tremendous privilege. I never take it lightly to be able to come and stand on this platform. And I want to thank all of you. You look beautiful this morning. Would you, would you turn to two or three people and tell them, ma, 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 but you sure look good to me today. All right. Hey, wasn't the praise and worship awesome this morning? Can we give it up for the team? Come on, let's give it up for the team. I tell you what, you know, there's nothing like coming on a Sunday and together corporately as the family of God engaging in corporate worship. You've got Monday until Saturday to be all by your lonely self, and you can praise God all by yourself. But on Sunday, we have the awesome privilege of coming together in the house of God, together as the family of God, and being able to corporately lift up the name of Jesus. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. High five somebody and tell them it's cool. I'm glad to be able to worship with you. High five somebody and tell them I'm glad to be able to worship with you. Yeah, yeah, because actually that's what we're going to be doing for the rest of eternity. Can you say amen? All right, if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 5 and verse 1, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1, and this is uh, uh, um, the, the uh, disciple Luke uh, writing this book. All right, let me get my facts right. Let me see if I can speak English as well at the same time. And so it says this, so it was. As the multitudes pressed about him, pressed about Jesus, to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And then he got into one of the boats, which happened to be Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking... He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Can you say praise the Lord? All right, come on, let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, once again, what a privilege, what an honor it is to be able to gather together around your name. Just to be able to mention the name, to carry the name, to sing about the name, to preach about the name, to speak about the name. That is above all other names. It is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, I want to thank you that your word will travel swiftly and unhindered in this place today. That, Lord, it might find every heart right now. Whatever the condition of the heart is, your word is fully loaded. It comes with all the benefits. It comes with with the power, it comes with miracles, it comes with transformation, it comes with every possibility. I declare that what is impossible with man is possible with you and with your word. And I declare that you and your word are one, that you said heaven and earth would, would pass away, but your word, your word will never, ever, ever pass away. And your word is forever settled in heaven. And so I thank you. Let your word come. Let it strike deep in every heart in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Would you lift your hands and say after me, I serve a limitless God 
who desires to do limitless things through my life. How many of you believe what you've just said right now? Come on. One of the names of God is that he is El Gabor, the Lord who is mighty. Hallelujah. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is all-knowing. God is everywhere all at the same time and yet never divided once. But I want you to understand that we serve a limitless God. And if you can, maybe you can take a picture of that uh, with your phones. And I want you to hashtag Limitless 2019. Because I want to declare limitless over your life. I want to declare today that in every area of your life, you will experience the limitless power, the limitless provision in your marriage. There will be limitless joy. Come on. There will be limitless favor. There will be limitless abundance, limitless increase in every area of your life. Lift your hands one more time and say, I serve a limitless God who desires in 2019, in 2019, to do limitless things through my life. Amen. Praise the Lord. So it's an interesting passage of Scripture as we look here. The Bible says that uh, the multitudes pressed about Jesus. They pressed about Him. And I want to begin by saying that, you know, in this ministry, Apostle Theo's heart is all about Jesus. If you know him, if you know this ministry, if you know the DNA of this ministry, right from the car park to when you get here, it's all about that you would encounter Jesus. We are believing and trusting that if you don't know Jesus today, that you will come to the knowledge of this wonderful person. We're not trying to push religion down your throat. We're not trying to sell you some mumbo jumbo, some hypothesis, something that's airy fairy. But we're trying to tell you about a living, loving Savior who 2,000 years ago died on a cross, shed royal blood for you, was placed in a tomb. But death could not keep him in that place. And three days later, by the power of the Holy Ghost, he rose back to life. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you this amazing person, Jesus, is here today. And he's here to make himself known to you. He is madly in love with you. Can you say amen? So the first point that I want to say, and by the way, you got the sermon outline on the church app. Isn't that cool? I think that's pretty cool. It's a cool church with a cool church app. And so you can follow in the church app. And the first thing that I want to tell you is that people everywhere are attracted to the presence of Jesus. People everywhere. I don't care if they're unbelievers, believers, in-betweeners, whatever they might be. Everybody, every single person on the planet of this uh, earth or world or whatever you want to say is attracted to the presence of Jesus. And not only that, they are attracted to his presence and to his word. The Bible says that they gathered around Jesus. They didn't gather around the disciples. They didn't gather because it was a beautiful scenic place. They gathered there because of Jesus and let me tell you that people will be drawn to you, not because you're highly educated and you drive a fancy car and all that's wonderful and all, all of that's great. 
But let me tell you, they'll be attracted to you because of Jesus. People would much rather want to do business with you because they sense something different about your life. Something about the way that you conduct business. That, you're, uh, that your integrity, that your morals are high, that your values are high. And you know why? Because it's because you carry the presence of Jesus. Look at three people right now and tell them, I carry the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. But the Bible says they were also, they pressed in to hear the word. And let me tell you, you can never get too much of the word of God. Can you say amen? Listen, if I was you, I'd be so excited about being in this church. Because if I know something about Apostle Theo, it's about the word. It's about getting the word. It's about preaching the word. It's about instilling the, the, the word in the hearts and, and minds of people. Hallelujah. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you can have too much of Facebook, and you can have too much of this opinion, and he said this, and they said that, and she said that, but you can never have too much of the Word. Can you say amen? That's why I think it's a cool church, because you come on a Sunday, you get the Word. And then if you need the Word in the week, you can go to a small group, and you can get the Word there. And if you need the Word some more, you can join the Bible school, the Bible college, and get the Word there. You can attend Next Steps on the growth track, and you can get the Word, more of the Word, more and more and more and more of the Word. Listen, the only way that you will grow is if you get this in your heart. Can I, can I say that one more time? The only way that you will grow, the only way that you will apprehend the limitlessness of God, right, is if you get the Word in your heart and you allow the Word to change your mind, to change your thinking, to transform the way that you perceive things in this life. Can I get a witness in this place? But Jesus actually, you know, when you get the Word, you get Jesus. Hallelujah. And Jesus was the living, walking, talking personification of the Word. He was the living, walking, talking Word. Jesus was the Word that was made flesh and blood. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, and the word was with God, and the Word was God. And when you read John 1, 1, it would be good to join Genesis 1, 1 together with that. And Genesis 1, 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when you look at these two scriptures, you begin to realize that John is trying to let you know that actually Jesus is the God-man. That's my next statement, is that Jesus is the God-man wrapped up in human skin. That Jesus is and was altogether God and is and was altogether one uh, a man, one person. He was altogether God. He was altogether man in one person. When you go back to John 1 and verse 14, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. My goodness, that's such a powerful scripture there. In other words, when you combine these two scriptures, you begin to understand that actually, the revelation of God started with creation, but it didn't stop there. God is not only omnipresent, in other words, everywhere, all at the same time, without ever being divided, but He is also a very personal God. 
Can I get an amen in this place? When you look at the ministry of Jesus, he went about preaching, teaching, and healing the sick. And everything about the life and the work of Jesus, God communicated himself through Jesus. So I'd like to make this statement that creation actually is God's overall revelation to mankind. Creation is God's overall revelation to mankind. But Jesus, on the other hand, is God's personal revelation to every single one of us. Can you say amen? You say, well, how does that happen? Well, in the Old Testament, God spoke the word. And then what happened? We beheld the glory of creation. But in the New Testament, Jesus was the eternal word that became flesh and blood. And the disciples begot his glory. And we beget his glory as well. Hallelujah. In other words, Jesus is God's personal word to you and to me. And his personal message to you and to me is this. That he is personally in love with you and has a personal plan and a personal purpose for your life. I don't know if you've come here today and maybe you're feeling like disconnected. You're feeling like, you know, you're just hanging in midair. Like as if your life has no purpose, no meaning. I want to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus is God's personal word, personal message to you. And his message is to you is this, I love you so, I'm madly in love with you. And yes, I have a plan for you. You were not an accident. You were not just born by chance. You were born for such a time as this. God had you in mind when you were in your mother's womb. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Can you say amen? Look at somebody and tell them Jesus is God's personal message to you. Come on, look at somebody as if you got some faith to, today. Tell them, Jesus, Jesus is God's personal message to you. So the Bible says that they pressed in around Jesus and they pressed in to hear the word. Pressing in suggests that there is a hunger. Can I make this statement, family? Hunger for God and his word creates the basis for what he will do in your life. A hunger. A hunger for God. A hunger for His Word. That's what I love about Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear. They have a hunger for God. A hunger for the Word. A hunger for the things of God. But let me tell you that in your life, if you would dare to cultivate a hunger for God and His Word, it is what will create the basis for what God will do in your life. Can you say amen? You see, God works with His Word, and the Bible says He is constantly watching over His Word to perform it. That's what Jeremiah 1 and 12 says. In the Amplified, it says, And the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my Word to perform it. God cannot work with nothing, but He's given us His Word. Hallelujah. And if you love God, then you'll love His Word. And if you love his word, then you love Jesus. And everything about your life will be about Jesus. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I like what uh, Paul writes in Romans 1 and 15. He says this, so as much as is in me, I am ready to preach 
the gospel to you who are in Rome. As much as is in me. Hallelujah. As much as is in me. As much as is in me. Well, if he was ready to preach the word, it would seem obvious that he had enough of the word on the inside. He was readied with the word. He was prepared with the word. He had set time apart to get the word into his heart. Can you say amen? Let me ask you a question this morning. How much is in you? How much of God is in you? How much of the word is in you? The level of God and his word will determine how ready you are. Well, praise God, we're believing God for limitless 2019, Pastor. Well, that's good. Praise God, me too. But how much of the word do you have in your heart? Because as much as is in you means that you are ready for the limitlessness of God. Can you say amen? Let me make this statement this morning. You are only as ready as your heart is ready. Huh? Does that ring true in your spirit this morning, family? You are only as ready as your heart is ready. And your heart is ready as the word comes in. And I've often said it from this pulpit that you can read the word. It might just be logos. It might be information. It might be facts. It might be historical facts. But you read it and you read it and you meditate over it and you pray over it until what happens literally is the words begin to float off the paper and the words begin to Go past the mic now and begin to get into the heart. And what was Logos becomes rhema to your spirit. What was once just a fact now becomes a revelation to your spirit, man. Jesus said man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from out of the mouth of God. Let me tell you, when you got that word, flesh and blood on the inside of you, ain't nobody going to stop you. Hallelujah. Come on in this place. It don't matter what mountain you might be up against, what problem you are up against. If you got the word on the inside of you and your heart is ready, hallelujah. Paul said, as much, uh, as much as is in me, I am ready. Hallelujah. Praise God. You say, oh, well, in the natural, I don't see many good things. Well, if you get the word on the inside of you and that word becomes a rhema, it's amazing how the lights switch on. It's amazing how suddenly you begin to see in the spirit. And it's in the spirit realm where the miracles exist. I said it's in the unseen realm. It's in the unseen realm. In the beginning, God spoke in the unseen realm. To bring out what was seen now, what we see physically. You don't look in the physical and then map out your life and determine what your outcome will be. You look in the spirit realm. If you looked in the physical realm, you'd probably be on antidepressants. You'd probably want to commit suicide. I'm just kidding right now, okay? How many of you can see what I'm saying? But if you get the word on the inside of you and your spiritual eyes are open, let me tell you, there are opportunities that are coming your way that you cannot apprehend in the natural. Hallelujah. Come on, there are business deals and, and all kinds of strategies that God wants to implement in your life and in your business that you wouldn't be able to apprehend in the natural, but in the spiritual. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know what it's like, a readied heart? A readied heart is like a runway ready for planes to land on. If you, if you get the word on the inside of you, 
and your heart is ready. It's like, a, it's like you, you've taken time to prepare a runway. A runway for what? A runway for planes to land on. Now, listen, let me tell you, a, a four-seater, so only certain runways will take four-seater planes because it's not really good. Maybe it's a dusty runway. It's a short runway. So it's a little four-seater plane that lands on those runways. And I think for some of you, I think you're sick and tired of four-seater blessings and four-seater miracles and four-seater breakthroughs. How about, how about some of you ready for some A380 jumbos to land on your runway? Hallelujah. Huh? Come on in this place. Well, how about not only, not only an A380, what about this U.S. Air Force, a C-17 cargo plane? That you have spent time getting the word on the inside of you. You have taken time to lengthen the runway. You're saying, no, I don't want a two-seater chopper landing. I, I no more four-seater planes because the blessing is too small. I need something a little bit bigger in 2019 because I'm expecting limitless things if, but through my limitless God. Hallelujah. And if you take time to get the word on the inside of you, you are preparing your heart to be a runway for not only this plane, but if you look in the distance, hallelujah, this plane is about to land, but there are 10 more that are stacked up waiting to land on the runway of your life. There are 10 more ready stacked to land on the runway of your business. I prophesy to you, come on, your business will expand left, right, and center. Come on, it's time to expand. I, I declare franchises are going to go nationally, internationally. If you get the word on the inside of you and understand that we serve a limitless God. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, I love you, neighbor. Let me tell you something, neighbor. I serve a limitless God who desires to do limitless things through my life. The next point about the sermon in verse 1, not only did they press around Jesus, everything begins and ends with Jesus. Not only did they press in and they hungered for the word, Jesus was instilling faith on the inside of them. They had been fishing all night and caught nothing. And so I would be discouraged if I, if I was them, especially Peter who knew that he knew that lake like the back of his hand. He could tell you, he could take you to all the different spots in that lake, the different times. And I mean, he knew everything about that lake. He had explored all options in the natural. I don't know if there's anybody here today that has explored all options in the natural. I'm here to, to tell you that your miracle is not in the natural. It's in the supernatural. Jesus said, come closer to me. Come on, don't get distracted. Don't get to come, come closer to me. When you come closer to me, get the word on the inside of you. And then he's now by the lake Gennesaret. Hallelujah. Don't worry about my voice. The devil is a liar. Amen. He's by the lake Gennesaret. He's preaching to these guys. He's giving them like a bit of a, a picture thing. He's instilled faith on the inside of them because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, all right? And so he's by this massive lake, by this massive lake. And he's saying, look, I've got faith on the inside of you. Now I need your faith to work. I need your faith to work for you. I need your faith to begin to paint on the canvas of your imagination. I don't want you to see this lake as an empty lake. I don't want you to see this lake as a hopeless lake. 
I don't want you to see this country as a hopeless country. I don't want you to see your business as a hopeless business. But I want you to begin to use your faith to paint on the canvas of your imagination. And in scripture, whenever you see rivers or waters, it always speaks. An open expanse of water always speaks of the supernatural. Beginning in Genesis, there's a river flowing in Eden. Then when you get to the middle of Psalms, there's another river. Whose city shall make glad, uh, uh, whose stream shall make glad the city of God. In Ezekiel, Ezekiel was standing by the river Chebar. They were in captivity. Everybody was discouraged. Everybody was despondent. But by the river, by the river, by the expanse of water where the supernatural exists, Ezekiel was having visions of God. Everybody else was moaning and complaining. They were in bondage. They were in captivity. But by the river, by the water. Come on, I want you to get a picture of a vast expanse of water. Jesus is trying to get them this picture. I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of the ocean. It's quite scary. It's quite scary. Huh? Anybody ever been in the middle of the ocean? No land in sight. No land in sight. But it's a scary thing, right? But also, what, 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 what comes to mind? There's just no limit here. There's just as far as your eyes can see. There's just water and water and water. That's the limitlessness of God, people. That's the awesome opportunities uh, that exist in God. That's the, that's, that's the impossible becoming possible. That with God, all things are possible. It's the place of limitlessness in God. Hallelujah. What happened to Abraham when he, God called him out of the, the land of Ur of the Chaldeans? His father was a pagan worshiper. Abraham wasn't a Jew. He was a pagan worshiper. He was raised up in idolatry. But he had a heart for God. He was searching. He was hungry. It shows you the heart and compassion of God. It doesn't matter how far away you are from him. He's always coming to you, searching for you, giving you an opportunity, opening his arms to you. You might be sitting here today, and maybe you can write a book about all your failures and why, how you don't qualify for God and how you've missed God and what a failure to God you've been. But he's here with his arms open wide, ready to come, ready to forgive, ready to heal ready to set you apart from everybody else. That's the kind of God that we serve. And he calls Abraham. He says, Abraham, I like you, Abraham. I like you because in the middle of darkness, in the middle of chaos, you were able to hear my voice. And when he calls them into that land, he says, come on, my boy, lift up your eyes. Come on, lift up your eyes. Don't limit me. Don't confine me. I don't know who I'm speaking to here this morning. Do not limit God. He's a limitless God. I don't care what the doctors have said about your condition. I don't care what they've said about your business. I don't care what the bank managers have said. I don't care if other businesses round about you have closed down. And, and they're saying, well, we've closed. Maybe you should close. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Lift your eyes up. Abraham, lift your eyes up. As far as you can see, you can have. That's the limitlessness of God. I declare to you that's the limitlessness of God. As far as you can see, look to the north, Abe. Come on, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west. As far as you can see, you can have. Come on.
Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor, as much as is in you, you are ready for the limitlessness of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can you say amen? Come on. I want to declare to you that there are things in your life right now that you have that were purposed to be used by God, for God. You see, the boats were left on the seashore. The nets were on the beach. Those boats, to be effective, should have been on the water. They should be working. They tell me the best place for an airplane is to be high in the sky. When it's on the ground, it's running at a loss. But when it's in the air, it is at its peak. It is at its maximum. It's deriving its maximum benefit. And a boat should be on the water. A net should be in the water catching fish. Some of you, maybe your giftings and talents have been lying on the seashore. for Maybe, maybe because you've been disappointed, let down. I don't know. But I'm here to tell you that everything that is in you has been purposed, placed in there. Purposed by God, for God. And let me just say this as well, that there are some things in your life that you have to surrender. Even those bruised, those shamed and disappointed areas of your life. God wants to use those. God wants you to use those things. And here's what I like about the story. Jesus says to Peter after preaching, he says, now Peter, you got faith? You got the picture? You got what I'm trying to tell you? I know you've been fishing here all night. I need you to get in the boat, my boy, and launch out and get into the deep. In other words, he was telling him, why don't you let go and let God? Why don't you let go and let God? If we're going to experience limitless 2019 in your businesses, in your marriages, in your life, in your finances, in every area, you're going to have to let go. Would you just... High five somebody, tap somebody right now and tell them, come on, let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.